thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And guess what? You've got us on another road trip. (laughs) It's so awesome. We're loving this. I hope you guys are enjoying getting behind the scenes with us in our casual conversations as we go on our road trips. We thought today it's actually quite timely, actually, because we've just been out on a road trip and on our way back, we stopped in to check out a venue that we wanted to um, investigate for one of the retreats that we're holding. And when we got to the venue, it was just stunning, set amongst the most gorgeous rainforest. What was it? 45 acres of rainforest? Mm -hmm. Talk about spectacular, right on the beach, absolutely divine and a a real eco-friendly type of environment, very natural. And of course, we just happened to stroll (laughs) on by (laughs) one of my favourite destinations of all time, is the local beauty salon and day spa at the most fabulous resort. So, of course, we just swing in to see what additional services they offer for our guests when we have when we hold our retreat. It was all with business in mind, you know. But then, of course, some colour and some sparkle catches my eye. And it was some gorgeous makeup. Now, we've been on the hunt for some natural makeup for quite some time, especially for me, and I know Kim and Cindy are always on the hunt for good stuff. Now, we spotted a particular brand of makeup. We all decided to give it a go because we looked at the ingredients and thought, yeah, look, for the most part, it looks okay. We put the foundations on, we tried a couple of different colors, and it goes on quite beautifully. It spreads beautifully, looks really natural. The ingredients look okay. And we're having a real play, almost like a little makeup party, wasn't it? It was like three little girls in a beauty parlor, but it was so cute because I think we're in our group. We have the girly girl princess pop star, also known as Karen Smith. <gasps> then we have okay. the country chick, uh, McLeod's daughter, oh, uh. <laughs> horse riding. Jet skiing, ski bunny, Cindy O'Meara. With no makeup. Who doesn't like makeup. (laughs) And then I reckon I'm kind of a little bit in between. I can go kind of princessy, but I can also kind of go... Well, I don't quite go as far as Cindy, let's just say that. But but she can get away with it. Um, But what was fascinating is watching through... I don't think it changes from when you're an eight-year-old girl through to whether you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond. If, If you look at makeup to highlight your features, to bring out your best points, cover a few little flaws if they happen to be there, but also work to the best. And I think one of our greatest pet hates between the three of us is when you see makeup, as in mutton dressed up as lamb. Sorry. Oh, you um, said it. You I'm said sorry, it. Sorry, I'm sorry. But, and, and I think, and my grandmother said this to me, as you get older, you use less. Like, it's not about... Agreed. Agreed. Is that right? Yeah. You know, I agree because Karen can put lots of face makeup on. Like, I I noticed you can put it on. But I put it it on. on. Yeah, she can cake it on. They call it spack filler. (laughs) 
respectful. But you've got nothing. You've got nothing to fill. Whereas me, because I'm older, of course. How much older? Let's just talk. How many um, more years? What are you? How old? Fifty-three you? this year. Oh, you're ten years older than me. Yeah. So I yeah. need. I, I do have some filling that can be done, but I don't like the look of it. Like I, I don't like when I put a really heavy no. um, foundation on. It just creates bigger lines in my way of thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. Mm. And you do see some women who have these oh. real thick, heavy makeups. And, you know, there's a lot of that kind of thing around nowadays. There's this real thick, heavy, full coverage. And there are some women, and I, I definitely agree with that because I'm even, fe- I mean, you know, that's a really sweet compliment for you to say about my skin, but I feel it myself. I look like a $2 crack thingy. You think it, whatever. Yeah. You know, you do. You look like an old tart. Mm. Yeah. Mm. When it's too, when it's too cakey and claggy and. It, it, it looks like you're trying to too put hard. On a mask. Yeah, it's mm. not cool. I, I just want everyone want, want to know, especially if there's some men listening, is that I know this sounds like a real girly talk, but we're actually going to really get into the nitty gritty soon <laughs> about the ethics of makeup. Yeah. Not just how beautiful it makes us look, but actually the ethics. But before we do this whole ethical thing, I actually um, want to talk about what it's like in a bathroom. With the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And we've just been like caged animals in a in a bathroom. Imagine three of us. I take an I take an hour and a half. Can you believe she takes an hour to get ready? Well, look. Here's the ritual. I get in the shower. I wash. I rinse. I wash. I rinse. And then I wash my hair. And then I rinse my hair. And then I wash my face. And then I rinse my face. And then I wash my face again. And then I rinse my face. And then I do an all-over rinse, and then I get out. I mean, that takes a and good I just, 20 minutes. I just want you all to know, she is not joking when she says we could eat our food off her bottom. <laughs> that, that is how clean it is. Oh, I can't believe you said that out loud. You well, it. your partner said that, didn't you? Well, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. We just... No visuals. No visuals. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it's just a figure of speech. Yeah. It doesn't actually happen, literally. Can we go there? Yeah. It's just a figure of speech that I'm such a clean bean mm-hmm. that one could... It's otherwise known as obsessive-compulsive. Oh, you nasty piece of work. <laughs> but possibly true. <laughs> I noticed you didn't really fight that one. No, 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 no objections, really, no objections. I just... I, I, I am a clean bean, and I have to have that squeaky feeling. <laughs> You know, I had to have that squeaky. Remember I've talked to you about Outward Bound. Well, that was a 60-day adventure. Oh, God, help me. And I went 40 days without a shower. (gasps) Yeah. We had to clean in creeks. No, see, I just wouldn't do that because there's a little wobby gone. Why would you get in a creek with leeches? That's not cleaning. That's crawlies. Oh, that's just wrong. You're such an outback chick. That's so good. So did you get leeches on you? No, and I don't remember any leeches in Colorado. I've had leeches. I've had leeches in Australia, but never ever did I get any leeches in Colorado. Have you ever had a leech on you? God, I went bushwalking when I first moved up here. I went on a uh, one of those four wheel drive tours through the Sunshine Coast, and we started at seven and got home at seven. And he took us all through the very backest bushiest places to go bushwalking and OMG 
he said that there are leeches, be careful. Oh, for goodness sake, I must have pulled a hundred leeches off my ankles. And then they were all through the bus. Oh, for goodness sake, I thought I was going to die. Oh, and you have to, you can't pull these horrible things off. You've actually got to roll them off. So you've got to actually roll them off. Oh, no, oh it just gives me, makes me want it. So, no. so let's, let's, if we're going to get into this makeup thing. Actually, before yeah, makeup. back to makeup. Let's, <laughs> let's not talk about leeches anymore. No, no, we'll, we'll go off the leeches, but before we get into makeup, Kim, let's talk about the cleaning of the skin and, and how it affects our health. If we ultra clean our skin and don't leave uh, the natural microbial cloud that actually surrounds us that actually works symbiotically with our our immune system and our health of our body and, and everything. And, and, you know, the whole of the world seems to be obsessed with getting rid of bacteria when in actual fact... There is good bacteria. There is great bacteria. And we have bacteria on our skin uh, that actually helps in so many ways. So I was always taught this as a, as a young girl. My, like, I don't ever remember my mum teaching me to soap my whole body. You know, you soak the... Whiffy bits. The whiffy bits, as Kimmy calls them. But you, I never use soap on my skin. Unless I've probably been out on the horse and I'm really filthy dirty and I need a really good scrub. Or I've been out, I'm really muddy. But for every day, I'm in the shower, rinse the hair, rinse the body, with the whiffy bits, clean the whiffy bits, I'm out. I'm out within two to three minutes of a shower. But, but that's why I don't personally... Oh I don't personally agree with a foaming cleanser um, or something that is very squeaky. If you've got that squeaky clean feel, what, you've like, over-cleansed. Like me. Yeah. yeah. You've actually over-cleansed. And what happens is, is often those skin types can get a little bit more oily because you're taking away the natural oils on the skin and therefore the skin goes, oh my gosh, I'm dry. I, I, I've got no oil, I need to create more. And that's often people that get that T-zone or that that more oily cheeks and things like that. And that is often through over-cleansing. And it strips the skin of its good bacteria and upsets the pH balance of the skin. Now, I'm, I've got to say, I, obviously, I... Okay, so let's... Okay, let's just go there. Perhaps I am obsessive-compulsive. <laughs> oh, she's finally... <laughs> finally, I've admitted it. No, but I am. I'm one of those terribly clean people. And I think, well, for as long as I can remember, when I get out of the shower, and also on my face, though I'm, you know, I'm very particular about my skin on my, on my face, um, I'm dry as a bone. I'm dry as a chip. I've got a lather in the richest, most um, nourishing moisturizers that I can buy for my body because I'm always dry I'm itchy dry and if I don't put moisturizer on you know I actually get splits and cracks across my back that bleed well can you can you see now why though well no it never made sense to me until just now I never actually questioned that I just thought I was born with really dry skin poor me yeah and and in in today's society we are actually obsessed with cleaning to the point where we are stripping so it's not even cleaning anymore it's stripping and I think if you like Cindy just recently um, didn't wash your hair for how long? Uh, it was nearly. Th- it was over three weeks. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And yet her hair 
Now, if you ever have the... <laughs> People the are going to think I'm really dirty, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I'm getting itchy just sitting here. <laughs> she is scratching herself. I am. I'm oh, yeah, yeah. But I did it as an experiment. You know, I, I did it to see... Oh, my God. Look at you. You just would experiment I on something like that. She is Mrs. Beer Grills. Oh, mm, gee, mm. Daniel, burn eat your heart out, eh? <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, that was one of the best things you could have done because the head, the scalp, produces oils that actually keep the hair quite healthy and clean. And when we're stripping it all the time, our skin produces more oil and therefore it gets more greasy and therefore we think we need to wash it more. But in fact, if you allow that process, and they say at least 28 days, if they allow that process, then the skin actually rebalances its own oil production and the body works in harmony again. And if you think, if, you have, if you're out in the bush and you go wild, like you would, um, then I think what's so important is that your body has the ability to almost self-cleanse as well. Um, and, and we can get a healthy symbiotic relationship going on on the skin. It's fantastic. So that would be my point. As far as cleansing the skin ready for makeup, that's why I like a creamy cleanser. I like a, a, a light cleanser, but something that has got... This is why I love essential oils, because they are naturally antiseptic and antibacterial. But they're, if they're used in the right dilution, they are also incredible to use on the skin because they do not upset the skin's pH. Um, and I think if you do that, then your body, your skin is prepared and ready to accept a moisturizer and then in turn to accept and use a foundation for what it was intended. So what happened with your hair? Well, I, I would have kept going. I'm sorry, I just got stuck on that. <laughs> yeah, so what sorry. happened with your hair? Well, I would have kept going. Scaled look on her face. <laughs> but I would have kept going, but uh, I had a speaking engagement. And for some reason I thought... It, it still looked fine, and there was nothing wrong with it. But I thought, oh, I better Wasn't do something. Wasn't it go all oily and no, revolting? No, at all? In the beginning, yes, it did. It and then nobody would have ever known. Like I, I, I would rinse it every morning, just rinse it in water every morning, and then I would just, you know, style it like I always do, which is, um, well, I, I throw so it. nothing, <laughs> nothing. Is it no, zero <laughs> styling, <laughs> zero styling. And then it would just dry and it, and it would look fine and didn't have an itchy head, didn't have anything like that. And, you know, when you think about the chemicals that are in shampoos and conditioners, oh, yeah. and it's really hard to find a natural one, I actually felt really good about what I was doing. And I, and I you know, I want to do it again, but I've got so many speaking engagements coming up and I just felt like I needed to, I don't know, style my hair and put stuff in it. And when you put stuff in it, it doesn't work, you know, like product. Yeah. Yeah, well, now let's go to the other extreme and let's talk to the product queen. <laughs> because on stage, anywhere where we go out, we Karen looks exactly the same in the morning oh. as she does at 11 o'clock at night, which is oh. quite a talent, quite a raw talent. Her hair doesn't move. No. Doesn't move. That doesn't well, mean it's the best thing. But No, look, and let's just, you know, let's say that it's not the best thing. So do not do what I do. Only say as I do. And, 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 and do not t try this at home. Um, yeah, well, for me, it's, uh, you know, I wash my hair and then I dry it. Well, before I dry it, I wash my hair. Before I dry it, I put root lift mousse on. And then I put a natural salt spray through my hair and then I blow dry it. And then once it's dry, I straightened it. And then I put a, um, a dry uh, powder on the roots and then I tease the hell out of it so that it keeps its lift for the day and spray that with hairspray 
and then I brush it down so that it looks a bit neat and then I throw some wax in it to give it some texture and then I spray the hell out of it again. <laughs> now you know why she takes an hour in the morning. <laughs> and I just run my fingers through my oh, hair. Yeah, oh, yeah. But I mean, my hair's so thick and so incredibly heavy that by the end of the day, if I don't do all that, I look like I've, got, I've had a stocking over my head. <laughs> my hair just kind of sort of slumps down and it does the whole really bad. If you get your fringe, for you guys listening on the on the podcast, get your fringe with one side of your fringe on one hand and the other side of your fringe in the other hand and then pull it down tight and look at yourself in the mirror and that's going to be a really bad look. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I land up looking like if I don't put all that junk in my head. I don't know. I don't know. But, but, I, but, but I, am, I am in transition. You are. And you're questioning, I'm, aren't you? Look, well, what's putting me in transition is you guys telling me how chemically wrong that is. Um, and, you know, the disturbance that that's actually causing to my body. And I'm becoming more aware of it. But I tell you what's really driving me is the investigation that I've been doing of late on animal testing because I'm such an animal lover and I'm so committed to people treating animals with respect and love and tenderness and it doesn't matter what the animal is um you know I I I, I I'm so committed to that that it's making me look at what we do to animals in order to have mascara what we do to animals in order to wear nail polish, what we do to animals in order to put blush on and lip gloss and hair product. I mean, you know, I saw, I was on Facebook and I stumbled across this page and it had this picture of a puppy and the puppy was, you know, the puppy wasn't hurt, it was just wet. And they had a caption next to it where it had said something along the lines of, won't somebody, won't God send somebody to help me? And then the caption responded with, God has sent you people to, to help you. They just don't want to look because it's too hard on them or something along those lines. And I, what you know, I tell you, I've been one of those people that can't look when I see pictures or I see things that are, are, are where an animal's hurt. I can't look at it because it's soul-destroying to me. So I've turned a blind eye and I've refused to look at it because it disturbs me for days but when I saw that caption, you know, sometimes you just see something at the right time and it's enough to make you go, hang on, something's got to change. And it was the right time for me to see that, to go, I've been sent. I look at these little little animals, on all animals, and I see how we abuse them and disrespect them. And if I don't do something, who's going to? And I can't turn a blind eye to it anymore. I still don't want to see what's happening but I'm prepared to look to the extent that it, that it, that it um, arouses a response where I can't sit on my hands and not be instrumental in the change of that. I can't, be in, I can't not be instrumental in the change of, of, of how we treat our animals. I can't. I have, to, I have to take an instrumental role in that. And I've chosen to just initially look at cosmetics. And it's bloody disgusting. It is absolutely gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, disgusting to see rabbits lined up in their thousands 
in shackles, basically, where they, they can't move, their mouths are forced open, their eyes are forced open, and their eyes are blistered. I mean, you know, and their skin is shaved and shaved and shaved until it's red raw. And then they go and put foundation that's filled with either an arsenic-based arsenic product or a product that has um, unacceptable levels of formaldehyde. And they watch the skin burn through to the flesh. And the, You know, what are we thinking? What are we thinking that that could ever be okay? And what gives us the right to think we can do that to another being, another a life. life? It's a life. You know, you, you've and actually just gets you've so really made me think, You've actually really made me think about something that I've not thought about before. So I read a lot of scientific articles, and it's always on rats and mice. Mm. I know. We haven't and even gone there. we're doing the same thing with drugs yeah, and medicine. Constant, and then they're doing Constant, it to and additives and preservatives and flavorings and foods and yeah. and tampons. For goodness' sake, tampons. Don't, don't say it. Oh, you must actually. You have to say it. Well, <laughs> I read an article, and I mean, yes, no, you yes, know, no. This, this is going to be disturbing for a lot of people, but I think it's important to actually know. You know, they take tampons, carefree. All the tampon companies, they take tampons and they insert four to five tampons inside of a rabbit and inside of a baboon to see the damage that that's going to cause to the animal. But this is this is what Why makes you so ill. Oh, God. Is that you know, Cindy and I were talking one day about a um, a cure for arthritis, and and. Cindy told me that she'd found the study. I think it was down in, in Monash or somewhere down there. But the medical world had come up with this, or they were looking for a cure for arthritis. And so they needed to give these rats arthritis in order to test the drug that they were using. And the way they gave the rats arthritis was rubbing mineral oil into it every day. Oh, my God. Now, mineral oil is in pretty much 90% of skincare and cosmetic you know what I call the pseudo natural companies out there. Um, a really good mineral oil is baby oil. Well, that's, that's what it is. I'm not saying good, good, but I mean yeah. a good example of it. Yes, and yeah. is that right? Yes, yes, baby oil. Baby oil. Oh my yes. god! And people are buying that for their babies. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Think that it's right. Yes. And do you know arthritis? But they know that then. So why are they keeping that on the shelves and promoting it to put that on our babies? So it starts that process from the time they're from little minute. Do you know that arthritis is increasing? amongst our babies and our children it's increasing it is so scary how much it is increasing to the point where it's actually now well you you keep saying it things are getting to epidemic levels on all levels but if they know that give me a break here i mean if they know that they use the mineral oil to create arthritis in the rats so we know that mineral oil creates arthritis yet it's baby oil. But a lot of people go, but it does in rats, but does it in humans? So that's probably... Or they don't you know, look at really, the accumulation double... effect. Yeah. Or they don't look at... Um, they say that we don't... This is the key that skincare and cosmetic companies do, is they go, oh, it's only a small amount. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Absolutely. But what yeah. they're not looking at is that accumulation effect. If you're putting that on day in, day out, Absolutely. a couple of times a day or whatever, what people aren't understanding is the effect that that's having. And none of us know truly the effect. But an interesting, all these 
diseases, autoimmune problems, and we, and I know we talk a lot on this podcast about foods, but today our challenge really is to question, well, what about what we're putting onto the body in the name of beauty? From head to toe, like, you know, one thing we talked about this morning, we are talking about deodorants. Oh, yeah. You know, let, let's go mm. to the deodorants because a lot of people go, but none of the natural ones work. Well, Kim, you have found the best deodorant. I have never found one that works like this one. And it lasts sometimes for 48 hours. You talk about oh, the one you I mean? made me for a present. Well, <laughs> look, it's, it's nice really... Present. You really went out on me. <laughs> wow. Jeez, love. God, please don't give me that for my birthday. <laughs> we gave you, you a cookbook. <laughs> oh, you did too. Well, thank goodness you gave me a cookbook. Yeah, but if what I say something, something, you smell and you don't cook. <laughs> anyway, this deodorant. I was. I and find it came it, in a spice jar. Look, give me. Oh my goodness! Stop it. This is my own investigation. Years ago, you is, big spender. You shut up. Now, oh, that was harsh. Well, hey, look, we've come to terms with it. <laughs> We're on stage together a couple of days ago, and I'm st- obviously I'm standing in the way. Kim walks up to me and she goes, "Move!" <laughs> I didn't mean it to With this grunt in her voice, through the microphone, move! <laughs> oh my god! I stepped into my. And then I think a short time after that, Cindy called me fat. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Okay, okay, girls, girls, girls. I don't know. Anyway, back to the back to the yard. So, back to what? Welcome to the road trip. This is what happens when we're in the car. We kind of just get lost and we go off track. But back to the back to the, the really deodorant. cheap ass present <laughs> that you gave Cindy. Only because she didn't know what to do, and I made it for her. I thought it was incredibly generous, and she took it in the beautiful way that it was given. No, well, generously. if you ever give that to me, trust me, I will not think that that's generous. Well, it's sad to say that because this morning I actually thought I'll make you one, so maybe I won't. Mm-hmm. Anyway, make her one. Make, yeah. yeah, no, make me one. Just don't give it to me as a present, love. <laughs> okay. Because I'm far more home maintenance, and I require more money spent on me than <laughs> clearly, that. Clearly, clearly. So tell everybody but, what it is. But look, <laughs> you know, one of the best things, and we know for a fact, one of the best natural cleaning agents in the world is baking soda. So I get a non-aluminium um, baking soda from the health food store, and I get an empty spice jar, oh, so a glass. baking soda, not bicarb. Well, that's the same thing. Oh, is it? So It's the soda, not the baking powder. Yeah, not the powder. So it's the soda. Yeah, which is yeah. bicarb soda. Bicarb soda. So, oh, yeah. so what I do is I get a glass jar that's maybe got cinnamon or herbs in it. Then I, once I've finished that, I keep those jars. And then I put a third baking soda. And then I put three drops of my favorite essential oil. Or in our case with 28, I put three drops of the therapeutic toner or the toner concentrate. Because it's got exceptional oils in there that are amazing for the skin. Then I put another third baking soda, three more drops of the toner, another third baking soda, three more drops. So I just do three layers. And then I shake it all around and I have my deodorant. It probably cost me, I would say, maybe 40 cents. (laughs) (laughs) Hence... And hence all my comments about you being the big spender. <laughs> but that lasts I, I still months. Does it? Yeah, yeah, months. it's going. Um, well, and I'm how do you use it? Tell them it. how you use it. Yeah, well, it's important. Because so I'm driving, so she's got to do all the talking. <laughs> so it's important then that when you stand there in your bathroom and you put your fingers under the tap and get them a little bit wet and then you sprinkle a little bit of the baking soda on, get the other fingers and make that wet and then rub it together 
Um, so it becomes like a clear paste. It's very, in fact, you don't even notice it's yeah. on your fingers now. And then that's it. You place that under the armpit and Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt, as they say. And so do you actually, so you still sweat, so you can feel, you, you can still feel the water? Look, I don't believe oh, yeah. it's, um, uh, the body sweats for a reason. And I believe the minute we put an antiperspirant on there, you are blocking the body's ability to do what it wants to do naturally. So yes, it's not an antiperspirant, but it is definitely a antibacterial deodorant. And it's incredible how it lasts. So for those of us that are on the road a lot, or we're talking a lot, or you get nervous, because when we get nervous, we emit pheromones that increase the back or react with the bacteria in our armpit and we have an odor so this is a fantastic way to actually eliminate that odor and using essential oils from nature plus the baking soda it's fantastic so for me using something like that that's so i won't say the word cheap because karen will call me something but it's inexpensive <laughs> inexpensive and it's valuable and it's highly effective why would we not keep using well, yeah, something like absolutely. that absolutely and if you've got no water it's around easy, you for hey. some reason um i use your spritzer kim yeah so i put it um in the palm of my hand and then i spritz which has usually got a beautiful essential oil in it and water and i spritz it Great and, idea. Yeah, mm. and then I, I rub my palms together and then I palm my underarms. <laughs> yeah, and we're glad she does. Um, <laughs> but it's a fantastic way. So, so but, but interestingly, and, and again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, and Cindy might be able to help me on this. Well, I don't know if we can prove it, but interesting that since deodorants and these aluminium-filled products, and let me tell you, they also put things like perfume or perfume in there, which is loaded with chemical synthetics. That have all been tested on animals. Parfum, the minute you see the word perfume, you know it's been tested on animals. Um, and again, you look at your ingredients and you'll see the word perfume, or fragrance is another word that they use. Um, and, and it's quite scary. But I think it's interesting that the rate of breast cancer has increased so phenomenally, again, another epidemic increase, that it's interesting, where do we spray our deodorant? And where is one of the biggest collection of lymph nodes? Correct, under the arms. Is under the arms. Now, I, I'm not saying, so, you know, please don't come at me and go, how can you say that deodorant causes breast cancer? I just think it's incredibly interesting. Well, have you read? Have you read the sprays? The sprays say don't spray in a small area. Yeah. Where are you? You're in the bathroom. It's a small area. Exactly. Well, the key ingredient. What, do we go outside and do it? Well, the key ingredient is butane. Oh. The the number one or the number two ingredient in spray deodorants is butane, and the other one is um, lighter fluid. What are they? Well, butane is lighter fluid, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, butane gas is the lighter fluid. There's an, anyway, there's another there's another product, and it's like they're highly, highly flammable. And, and I think what we're coming to, because we started off talking about this with, with makeup, makeup, really, yeah. and, and, and this is just, again, personal care and coming to makeup. So, I, you know, why do we girls wear makeup? Why do we wear it? To enhance our natural beauty? Is that the yep. right answer? Well, that's the, that's <laughs> the, I'm just thinking, I'm just that's the top layer. <laughs> Why do you think we wear makeup? I don't. Oh, you know, I've never even questioned it. Me either. I've never questioned why we use it. I've just always been. Um, I've always had a. I've always had a love for the color. I've always had a love for the 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 the, 
the beauty of it. Oh my goodness, this is hilarious. Cindy's, I have to tell you this, Cindy's just tried to get a drink of water and she squirted her entire bottle all over her. That's hilarious, love. That's what happens when you're I was, I was trying to do it quietly and <laughs> you go and tell the world. Um, well, oh. well, look, girls, let me tell you that makeup has been around since around 3000 BC and the Egyptians were known for it. So why we wear makeup? Now, this is it. It's all about sex. Oh. Mm. So what happens when we're putting on... So think back. Now, you may or, we may or may not be aware of this, but we let out signs when we're most fertile. So even our skin changes colour when we're fertile and ovulating. We, our lips go slightly redder when we are fertile and ovulating. Now, when you look at the animal kingdom, what do they do to show one another they're ready for it? Oh, they, they open, like I know my, what my horse does. Yeah. She flips her tail to the side and exposes, exposes herself. herself and reddens it. She's yes. amazing. She just makes this redness around the anal area because I think, I'm pretty sure they're, is that terrible? I don't even know if they've got two holes there or one. And she's the horsewoman. And I'm the horsewoman. But I know it goes red. Everything just goes this Mm. complete red. And now think about a baboon or a monkey. Like what do they do when they're... Oh, my God. Yeah. So, and the other thing that happens, yeah, and why do we put red on our lips? Mm. Karen's sitting here saying she doesn't put things in her mouth that she can't chew. Mm. So you anyway, said that. <laughs> you actually said that. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. This is candid. We're on a road trip. We can be real. You actually said that. Well, we You're don't know hilarious. who's listening. Anyway, but and, oh. and the other thing that happens. So so the other thing that we. By do, the way, girls, you can use that anytime you want to. <laughs> Just say, Karen, from up for a chat. She said, I don't put anything in my mouth. I can't chew. Now, the other thing is, why do we darken our eyes? Why do we we wear eyeliner? Why do we wear mascara? Why do we darken our eyes? Well, for a fact, the fact is, is that we know that when, by putting dark makeup on around our eyes, in fact, it makes the eyes wider, makes them look more open. And openness represents youth. So from a point of view of, of, um, of advertising or being more attractive or being seen to be available, if you like, the animal kingdom will open their eyes, they go redder in certain areas, and they will dance or flirt or do their little thing that they do, these little dances. So it's all, And it's all about attracting the right genes to make the best babies. So the more pretty, the more loud, the more vivacious, the more you know obvious you are the more you're going to attract that attention from the opposite sex to to procreate well there's no difference in the in the human kingdom there's just no difference and it's interesting that the lips of a woman and I'm probably getting a little bit oh here here we go here we go okay (laughs) batten down the hatches but think about a woman's mouth and a woman's vagina why do we have two sets of lips? I'm not trying to be funny here, but it's... Oh, it's, my God. You are trying to be funny. It's, I'm not being funny. I'm being serious. Um, because we're, we're advertising. So when we bring attention to our top lips, we're actually advertising the bottom ones in a, in a way, in a, in a naked truth way. This is what we're trying to say. We're attractive and we are... Makeup's basically a lie. Or it's, it's a way to create... 
a, a truth that we want to enhance. I, I find will, this fascinating. Yeah, I will never Next put red lipstick on, on red lipstick. I will never do that again. But I'm the big real, so I don't wear makeup, and you do. What does that say about you and me? Well, and here I am thinking she's Kim's the skanky two dollar <laughs> number, but as it turns out, I am. Yep, yep. I've been trying to say it all along. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. Um, wow. But but yes, and so it's interesting, oh, isn't it? God. When we that's are, the end of that. Then. When we are ovulating, and when we are fertile is actually also when, if you really look at it and document this for yourselves, when you really are going through that ovulation stage in your cycle is the time when you want to go out, you've got more energy, you do want to do a little spa treatment or you notice you want to paint your nails. You look, it happens monthly. And it's quite interesting when you start to notice and you listen to the times that you are wanting to socialise or particularly if you're single. Preen yourself. You are. So would that mean... When I'm ready to do a wax, that you know, well, honey, the girls, actually, the girls honey, are laughing at me at the moment because I got hairy legs. Yeah, honey, I'm yeah. saying when you're ready to wax, <laughs> we would have been ready probably six months before that. Um, <laughs> let's just say that's okay. why she wears pants. Anyway, uh, but it's true. If you, but okay, let's Sorry. think about this yeah. then. We're all in solid relationships. We've all been in a relationship for quite some time. And this is what happens in marriage and relationships where we kind of, I'm not saying we let ourselves go, but we just allow ourselves to perhaps not be as, well, let me compare it to when you first meet well, you, somebody. you're not trying to attract, attract a mate anymore, so you're not. No, but this is also sometimes why marriages can break down or why you'll see, why, why is it women look amazing leading up to getting married and then they have children then they use the excuse oh, I've had kids or they let themselves go or maybe we don't put on I'm not saying we have to put makeup on to be worthy but we stop paying attention or we, we don't pay as much attention now I'm not making people wrong for this don't get me wrong here but what I'm interested in is us making an effort. Like, there's nothing nicer than maybe giving yourself a foot spa treatment and getting the cracked heels away. And um, it, I, what I heard Dr. Christiane Northrop say this, you want your bedroom to be a boudoir and you want your body to be a boudoir so that if the man of your dreams or the hunk on the television or if George Clooney turned up, you were ready. <laughs> you were ready. Now, it's, it's interesting though, isn't it? Why do we do it when we know we're trying to attract someone or we're trying to impress someone why do we not do it all the time to be that for ourselves I'm not again not saying we have to wear makeup but just taking that care and that time of of preening and and scrubbing and doing little treatments we all say we've got no time or we've got no money but you just heard me talk about deodorant it doesn't cost you a lot you can use soap uh, sorry not soap salt or sugar to be an exfoliant by adding a couple of drops of lavender to it there's your exfoliant for in a bath or a shower and you've got a skin exfoliant you can use avocado and lemon juice as a face mask, you can, and I just, I just look at people sometimes and they say, I haven't got time and money, but I go, well, I believe when we pay a bit of attention to ourselves, we're actually telling ourselves we care. Mm. We care. So makeup, back to that point of view, and, and I digress, but that is the reason why we wear makeup. Maybe we don't do it all the time to, to show off our lips um, or, or that we're ready and available, but in all honesty, we do it to look our best no matter what. That's why we put makeup on. Otherwise, why would we care? So my question to you is this, is the next level is, okay, so we all do like, or most of us like to wear makeup a little bit or something at some time, maybe, and maybe not everybody, but well, those of us that do, 
the next question I have for you is, have you ever looked at what's in those ingredients in order to have that look? And this is where this discussion came about a couple of, an hour or two ago, was when we started looking at what, it, at what cost are we prepared to use or wear these products? At what cost or at what ethical um, viewpoint do we have? Like, do you know to get a shimmer in some lipsticks to get that sort of, you know, that sort of that, um, where it looks almost multi-textured and multi-coloured when, you know, when you move in the light. You know, are people aware that they take the scales from live fish and crush them? Do we know that we're using... Um, crushed beetles. Crushed it's, beetles. It, we, yeah, carmine it's called. It's carmine. an ingredient called carmine in our, especially in our deeper coloured lipsticks and mascara, uh, not mascaras, eyeshadows and blushes, is crushed beetles. And it's thousands and thousands and thousands of beetles that grow to a certain level and then they smash them up in order to have them uh, to, to, to take the, the, the bodily secretions to create the colour pigment. And often the more brighter the colour or the more vibrant a colour, the more it's been mucked around. You don't get those colours naturally is what I'm saying. So we have to... We then... It's, just get up I get I get upset about it because I think of how many things suffer in order for us to look attractive and here's a question I mean you know and if we're wearing makeup because we want to look better then innately we're believing that what we have is not good enough yeah it could be seen as that way well I or mean, the other way is we wear makeup to enhance even more our features or as we get older you know youth is seen as the the key to beauty and yet all of us are getting older now I think you'll all agree with me that you can have a 70 year old woman who is absolutely stunning because she's got that vibrance and spark and if she wears a little bit of makeup or she wears a little bit of she does her hair or something you can just see she's well groomed and there seems to be with well groomed comes self-respect for some reason Um, and I think when we look at a woman who looks well she dresses well Please don't get me wrong, I'm not saying we have to spend a fortune or wear high-quality clothes all the time, but just you can tell a woman that takes a little bit of care. Now, you can see that in the country. You know, when I went to the Northern Territory Cattlemen's Association dinner, funny to be a vegetarian at one of those dinners, I can tell you that, because my veget- when I asked for the vegetarian option, just sidetracking here, the T-bone steak got taken off and I got mashed potato with a tomato in the middle, and they all laughed, not saying anything. But these women in the Northern Territory, and I'm sure some of you from that area listening, you guys are some of the most well-groomed, most well-respected, most unbelievably attractive women I've ever met. And the effort you go to um, is phenomenal to look and feel your best and quality and, and, and all those things. But my point coming back to it is what are we doing for ourselves ethically, morally, in the name of beauty? How do we look and feel our best without taking away our true essence and values around it? Is there a makeup out there? Do we have one out there that is ethical, uh, has you know some sort of moral code, and hasn't got the chemicals in it that can cause you know, our health problems? Like, is there anything out there like it? I know there's skincare because we know yours, Kim. And now we figured out the deodorant, and now we figured out we don't have to shampoo and condition our hair, so we we've got that covered. <laughs> <laughs> But what I am so confused, like yeah. I look at makeup now, and you know I would I would like to wear it, but I don't know what to get. Is there anything out there? 
Well, I'll tell you what. You know what? I reckon if anybody actually knows the answer to that, and I just want to precursor this question to you guys, there are a lot of companies out there that say that they don't test on animals and that their products are natural, and it's not true, mm -hmm. especially the multi-level organisations and so and so forth. Please post on our page. Post on the Wellness Couch Up For A Chat page and we'll give you the website after we've um, completed the podcast. But please go to the page and post if you know of a company that uses products that have ingredients that are not tested on animals and ingredients that are natural, 100% natural and not chemical or synthetic based. Because most companies will say that they are natural and that they don't test on animals and they may not test the end product on an animal and the end product may have a level of natural naturalnessity to it mm -hmm. but the ingredients themselves are absolutely tested on animals and they are absolutely synthetic or not natural so please don't post on the page if you haven't done the research and you don't know yourself that the particular ingredients have not been tested on animals i've been I've been on Facebook talking about this for months, looking for somebody to say, yes, Karen, here's a product that's completely natural and not tested on animals because the ingredients themselves are not tested on animals and we can prove it. And there is not one company. There's been so many people send me samples, so many people send me their recommendations and talk to me about the companies that they work with. I look at the ingredients, I go on and I do the research, and sure as nuts, first thing I find, tested on animals, tested on animals, tested on animals, and not natural, lead-based, formaldehyde, it, it, you know, comes, it comes from arsenic, and, you know, toluene, it's, mm. it's, oh I just goodness. blows me away what's in it. Mm. But see, this is the thing that I'm finding, we're not actually researching it for ourselves, mm. We're following blindly a philosophy that a company might have and say, yes, we take out all of the bad and leave only the good. And we're believing it as opposed to doing the research for ourselves and knowing that that's true or not true. So there are thousands of people out there promoting products or standing behind products that we're just following blindly, thinking that it's, it's natural and not tested on animals purely because that's what they say. It's not true. And you know... The, the comment that you made, Kim, about we don't know the accumulation effect. I had a um, handful of products sent to me over the last three weeks. And each one of them has one particular ingredient in it. And the volume of the ingredient varies between 0.2%, 0.5%, 0.8% and 1%. Now, when the particular ingredient was tested at 1%, it was shown to be slow-release formaldehyde, have, be a massive skin irritant, um, burn the skin, burn the eyes, not just temporarily, but over the long term, and cause blistering and so forth. And when I actually called a couple of these companies, there were three of them that I called, and I said to them, tell me about this particular product or this ingredient. They said, yes, well, we only use 0.2 or 0.5 or 0.8% in our product. Therefore, it's not seen as being harmful. According, is it TGA? By the That's TGA. The, is That's that the American one? That's the American one. Oh, the, the FDA is the American one. And the, you know, TGA. TGA, TGA, TGA. But the TGA is only interested if it's a therapeutic 
product they're not interested in they don't worry if it's a beauty product or it's it's when you're claiming to make a health claim is what they're interested in but you're absolutely right and i think so um, what's the accumulation effect of putting formaldehyde 0.5 percent formaldehyde on your skin every morning every afternoon every morning afternoon and you're not just putting it on your face because it's in the body wash it's in the shampoo it's in the body cream there is no but there's no safe level that is what they say and there's no governing body protecting us consumers and the other thing it's exactly the same in food we do not know where that manufacturer or that company has got its original source or product and they do not have to tell us that on the listed ingredients no and that's exactly right they actually did say that to me there was one particular company that i spoke to and she said because i asked the woman um, that i was talking to and she was a chemist for this particular product and I said to her, where are you getting it from and how do you know whether it's um, tested on animals and, you know, the safe levels? And she said, well, we don't actually know. We just get our ingredients and we don't know where it comes from. We could never know if it was tested on animals and we could never know the, the, the actual levels or the origination of that particular product, of that particular ingredient. And, and look, the same is true for all of the ingredients. <laughs> yeah. They don't know where no. they come from. And, and look, a number of these natural companies or smaller companies, cottage industry type of companies that you think, oh, look, I'll support someone local. Often what they do is they buy the cream in bulk. They have no idea yeah, yeah, yeah. what's in the yeah. cream. And then they add their herbs or their oils or their clays or whatever it is they want to add to it. And then they say they've got this organic, natural, beautiful product. And they they get told they well they don't know i don't even think they know what's in it so it's very um it's very it's scary is what i'm saying and i think you're right karen unless you're prepared to do the research and trust me when you've got an when you've got a skincare product or a beauty cosmetic product in front of you and you look at the ingredients and the cosmetic industry is even more i think confusing than the skincare industry there are words in there i i have no idea what they are no idea and every day I'm presented with something else that I'm not sure what it is so there's a couple of sites you can go to and there's a couple of places if you're really interested in this that you can look up and so there's the environmental working group has a thing called skin deep and every ingredient that's either in your skincare or cosmetic you can actually punch it in there and it will bring up um, it's it's listing from one to ten naught to ten it's toxicity levels. What's and it it's called? Effect. What's the website? The I think it's www.ewg, so environmentalworkinggroup.org. But right. I think then you can go to then you can Google with or you can Google Skin Deep. The other one, and, and you might be able to help me on this one, is, is Peter. Is it? Yeah. If you go to um, peter.com.au, it's P-E-T-A, which is People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. They've got an amazing list. They've got two lists, and you can search alphabetically, or you can just get the whole list. Um, of companies that do test on animals and companies that don't test on animals. And, um, you know, there's some companies that say that they don't test on animals, but the way that... But, but they sell into China. And Chinese law requires that all products that are sold into China must be tested on animals. So if there's a company that's selling their products into China, they are testing on animals. Um, and there's a list of all of the companies that, um, that test on animals and companies that don't test on animals. But the, um, the and, we, and we were told our product would never get into China for that reason. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing, Cindy, because when I first started posting on my Facebook page, when I first started posting on, posting on my Facebook page, I was saying, I was talking about, oh, my God, I've just discovered this about animals. I've just discovered what we do to animals. And I... 
went onto PETA and I got the list of companies that do test on animals and I posted some of the names that were on that list. It was phenomenal, wasn't it? Oh my God. Was it, I missed that. Yeah, oh, I posted yeah. some of the names and because I was feeling so passionate about it, I posted the names and I said, shame on you on my Facebook page. <laughs> I said, testing on animals, unnecessary. There are natural options. Surely we can put man on the bloody moon. Why can't we create lipstick that's not been stuck in a rabbit's eye? You know, why can't we, and, and why can't we create foundation or powder that's not been injected into the lungs of a baboon so that he suffocates? Why can't we do that? So I posted the names onto Facebook and I said violently, shame on you, this is disgusting. How dare you? Oh my God, you should have seen the flack that I got in response to that. And and then shortly afterwards, I posted another post and I said, I'm not going to get into a debate with people who say that their products are ethical or not tested on animals when evidence shows that they are. If they're not, if if the evidence is wrong, prove it. And not to me, but to the organisations that are governing and monitoring whether they're testing on the animals or not. And then I got an email through saying that this one particular company they are really against testing on animals they don't test on animals it's unethical they do everything that they can to support companies that don't test on animals except for this one time they had to test on animals and in order to get their products into china can you believe it i mean i mean i don't know i might sound like i'm an absolute fruitcake because i'm so incredibly passionate about this and I probably do sound a little bit extreme, and I and I apologise if I'm offending anybody or you know causing anybody any angst around this. But for me, I just don't see how that could possibly bring harmony for humanity. I just don't see how that, when we're treating our animals, we rape, we pillage, we kill, we wound, we maim, we entrap. We, we inflict such torture on our animals. And, but, but, and that same thing occurs oh, in humanity. We do it to each other. Well, I was just going to say, and, but the, the, the thing that freaks me out about this is that we are killing millions, maiming and killing millions of animals in the name of testing it. And yet that product is only tested on that type of animal with that type of skin, with that... It's all in the name of for human safety and yet it's not that animal is not our skin and our body and, and that's what they say science actually the scientists actually do say that the ph levels of animals and rats and rabbits and baboons and whatever else they use is not the same as humans so none of the tests can actually be proven to be conclusive anyway okay so look look we could go on and we could really get into this and, and we're coming you know we're coming into the close of this podcast but you know, or we're getting there. So what I'd like to focus the next five to ten minutes on is the positives. Like, what can yeah. we do? Yeah, yeah great idea. Yeah. You know, like, what can we do here? I, yeah. And I, I actually believe that if, if we stand for a cause, then, you know, this is what you need to do. You know, mm. if, if you really have a passion about this, which you do, Karen, as I do, yeah. um, as Kim does, if you really have a passion for this, then stand for it. Yeah. And find out. Do the research. We'll do as much as we can as well, but do the research and and make a stand on it and stick to it so that you're not part of the problem but you're part of the solution. Totally. Yeah. And, and look, yeah. it's a constant learning. 
And so for me, what I did is to help me to get somewhere on this was I categorised the beauty and the cosmetic industry into three categories. There's what I call the pseudo-naturals, which is 90-95% of the cosmetic and beauty industry sits in this, where there is no regard or very little regard to understanding the toxicity levels of the ingredients or the animal testing or any of that. It's 90% of the cosmetic and beauty industry sits in that category, and I make no argument about saying that. Then there's a category and this is the fastest growing industry and it might even you know, be tipping the scales a little bit more now but it's what I call the naturals and that's the, the companies that tend to have, uh, they're learning they're dropping things like parabens and um, emulsifiers like sodium lauryl sulfates and, or lathers like sodium lauryl sulfate and they're dropping the pegs and they might be dropping some of the, um, the different emollients or the humectants and the moisture carrying agents, so they're dropping the propylene glycols and the dis- diso- disodium if it's a DEA D-E-T-A? Yeah, D- yes, um but anyway, so the, the so they're getting is, rid of these. They're, they're, they're starting they're taking to get rid it of out. Them. Okay. But they still there's still question around their preservative system and their fragrancing system. And if you look at fragrance and perfume, or if you see the words perfume or fragrance on there, then I instantly put the product down. I'm not interested. I want when we have such beautiful natural fragrances like essential oils. Why would you go for a synthetic counterpart that's made up of chemicals? So for me, the minute I see the word fragrance or perfume, it's got, I, I just don't pick it up. When I see the words PEG or DEA or PEG or TEA or I see parabens, I just put the product back down. When I'm interested is in this natural category. There might be some ingredients I don't know. But when I don't see any of those, I go, oh, hang on a minute. This company is not one of the norm. So I'll look at it. Now, it's not to say that they're perfect. But I'd put them in the natural category and I would then want to start looking at the ingredients and then go as far as Karen. And maybe my next test then is, does that ingredient, and this is a great test, is that ingredient tested on animals? I think that's a fantastic way to decide whether or not you want to support that company. If that's what's something that lights you up. Yeah, if that's important. If that's important to you. And I can't imagine as a human being how it wouldn't be. I, I really don't understand as a human being how it wouldn't be. I don't know how those people work in those laboratories, but hang on, I've gone back into the negative. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's stay it's with It's about educating. Yeah. It's, it's about the education of it. And once people understand this and know this, yeah. it alerts them and they'll make changes. And so informed tell them choices. where to make informed, informed choices. choices. So tell them how do they make yeah. these changes. And so, and so my idea of what I call the ethically natural companies are those companies that really do go beyond the call of duty to create something. And they're the ones that you'll find a websites that are really passionate about what they're standing for and they have a lot of information and and if you're like me and my company you know if we've got something wrong I want to fix it straight away or I want to find if you know I think you've you're like this Cindy you know one minute we believe or we understand there's much knowledge that we have on a product and an ingredient this is what we've got to give to you or hang on a minute we've just found out that wheat actually isn't created the way it used to be I have to change our thinking and and what I love about working with you girls is the passion for research Um, so we're not saying we've got all the answers either by the way Um, but so what I look for then is definitely cruelty free animal free I look for things that say no minerals no parabens no um, synthetics 
um, these are the words that I'm looking for when I'm looking for a makeup range. Um, and then I start looking at things. So I'm going to give you some makeup ranges, and, and I think I'm going to name these ranges. I'm not saying they're absolutely all perfect, and I'm not going to give them in you, to you in any order. But these are some of the makeup ranges that I'm interested in, that I'm investigating, and that I'm looking at. And it includes companies like um, Lavera, L-A-V-E-R-A, is a company that I'm very interested in. Living Nature is a company that I'm interested in. Dr. Hauschka is a company that I'm interested in. Um, Eva Perez is a company that I'm interested in. Um, what's the one we were looking at the other day? Um, what's the one we were looking at today? Oh, Jane Iredale. Jane Iredale I'm interested in. Inika I'm interested in. Um, my essence, I, I'm really interested in. Does she, oh, yes, she's got makeup too, yeah. hasn't she? Yeah. And these are companies yeah. that I believe are above the rest. Yes. They're ahead of the game and they're... They're trying. They're trying. And, and they may not be perfect. They may not have it all together. But they are the brands that I would be looking they're at trying. to move away from your big houses if this is of interest to you. I came across another one, Sassy. Mm-hmm. Sassy Cosmetics. And I was going through whatever I could find on the website the other day... Um, and it actually, they actually looked like they were quite good. I'd, I'd love to have a look. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, and so I just let's explain, when it. you stumble across that, what are you looking for? So how did you decide well, that Sassy was a good one? Well, I was just actually on um, Facebook and I was interacting with a Facebook friend about animal cruelty. I'd just come across another ingredient. I think it was bismuth, bismuth oxide, which is in um, a lot of the mineral foundations. And it's lead-based. But they inject the bismuth oxide into the lungs of baboons and to rats and so on and then um, expect them to be able to breathe. But they fill their entire lungs with this. And can I just say to you on this, it's what they're looking for is the lethal dose. So they're going to give oh, that yeah, yeah, animal yeah. as much as yeah, they yeah, can yeah. to see what point it kills it. Correct. Mm. Yeah, And then they do the same thing by injecting it into the intestine of different rats. So some get it in the lungs, some of, some get it into the intestine, just to see. I mean, I don't know what we're doing with putting it into our intestines, but that's what they're just, you know, obviously the ingestion of it. They know that it goes through the skin, into the bloodstream, into the system. They know. So anyway, so I was just interacting on Facebook, and this one particular um, friend of mine said, wow, just had this ad on the side of the Facebook page for Sassy Cosmetics. She said, check this one out. And that's how I came across it. So I went on and had a look. I mean, the website is very, you know, it's quite challenging to get around and find information on it. But um, what I could see in the ingredients, there was nothing there that rang alarm bells to me. But what I actually do is I look for the ingredients that I know, well, the ingredients that I don't recognize. So if it says jojoba oil, I don't worry about that. If it says, um, you know, uh, grapefruit, grapefruit, or... yeah, I don't worry about that. What I'm worrying about are words that I can't pronounce and I don't know what they are. So I'll copy the word, stick it into my Google search and say, is blah, blah, blah tested on animals? And then I get a whole raft of sites returned in my Google search and most of them are cosmetic companies saying we don't test on animals but inside all of that search I will find three or four scientific reports that outline what is the molecular structure of that particular ingredient um, what's it consist of what's its, what's its originator whether it's been tested on animals what it found etc etc so that's the way that I do my searches and I'm just constantly going through the medical reports trying to find pieces of information and what I'm doing now is I've created a file 
where I put the name in my um, on my computer on my desktop. I've got a file for all the different names. And then underneath the names, I just copy and paste the report results, so that if ever I'm questioned or if ever anybody wants to know what I've found, it's all sitting there. That's a great idea. Because I'm not an expert. I'm absolutely not an expert. I'm just a very passionate person. But this is animals. what I love about this, is that we are all researchers. We are all people that are passionate about finding the best and looking for the best. And yeah. this is the way that we do it. Um, and I think someone like you, Cindy, who does have that ability to read scientific reports or go even beyond that, if Karen and I have any other questions, it's fantastic to know we can hand it on to her. Um, Absolutely. To research to it To decipher more. it. Yeah. Sometimes the jargon is just ridiculous. Yeah. Is it? Oh, gosh, yeah. Sometimes well, we can't I look read at the jargon it. and I go... Oh, can you just say it straight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I don't, you know. But going past the jargon, can we kind of have an action plan for people while we finish this podcast up, I think? For me, I'm thinking right now, all right, I have all this makeup at home. I don't know where it's come from. You know, I don't understand it or anything like that. What do we do? Do we just shove it all out and become really ethical with our makeup? Go to these sites that you guys have been talking about. And do we start again or do we just use up what we've got or is that is that causing, well, to well, me, I, th- I think it's a personal choice. Yeah. And, and some people are going to sit here listening to this and they're going to go home and look at their products and they're going to go, you know what, out of here, chuck the lot. Other people are going to go, I can't afford to do that right now. Yeah. So I might look at finishing up my foundation and while I'm finishing that up over the next week or two or a few weeks, I'm going to research foundations and I'm going to go for one of those sites that, that Karen and Kim were talking about and I might go and have a nosy. Um <laughs> because I might be interested in trialing it. And this is the other thing I'll say to you. If you do go to a more natural product, some of you will become, you may be very disappointed because you were used to this fine, slick, amazingly smelling, clever product that is manipulated in such a way that it goes on the skin like you have, it's like velvet. You know, it feels incredible. When you go more natural, you kind of go, well, hang on a minute, that feels a bit harsher or, you know, and that's where I'll use my serums to make it, you know, anything that's had mineral oil and I will use my serum underneath my makeup in order to give it that more slidey feel but now I've got a beautiful vitamin rich product that's that's under the makeup as well so yeah definitely do that you're going to have to make your own choices on how you do that action plan but if you get nothing else from this today I would just be very just a curiosity a, just start very the curiosity curious. process absolutely yeah. good idea start start you know awareness is everything and I think that if we can become aware and start asking questions, we may not be ready to face the answers. And or hear the truth. Or he, Well, you know, because it may be too confronting. And I'll be honest, I mean, it has been for me all my life. I've known that these products are tested on animals. It's, you know, we'd be ignorant to think that they're not. But we choose not to look at it because we don't want to have to make those choices and we don't have to make those decisions. You know, the minute... I started thinking along these lines, which was a couple of, well, a couple of months ago now. I made the decision to start to ditch everything. But then I, halfway through throwing out all of my gear, <laughs> I thought, well, hang on a second. I don't make the difference once the product's already been bought. That's not where I make the difference. I make the difference at the cash register. So I'm not going to buy those products anymore. I've already bought them, and I bought them out of innocence and ignorance. So... Yeah, I might use my foundation through to the end or I might use my hairspray through to the end, but I will never buy that again. You know, I will never do that again. 
But then, of course, then you're challenged with, but hang on a sec, what I am using, apart from the animal aspect of it, it's actually, it's not actually hurting you. It's actually hurting, hurting me. You. Yeah, exactly. So it's the real, it's the, it's a real combined, um, it's a double-edged sword. It's a real double-edged sword. You can, you can, you can plead ignorance to it, but the only person that's suffering is you ultimately and obviously the animals but I mean you know I think it just depends on how far down the deep far down the rabbit hole we all want to go with it and that's a personal choice as Kim said that we're all going to make for us it's about education it's about inspiration and it's about information and then from there everybody takes it the way that they want to take it I do, so, I do wonder now if all our listeners every time they put their lipstick on I just want them to go back to the original thing of why we wear makeup I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness so I hope that this podcast has been a little bit informative thank you for sharing our road trip with us you've certainly made us it's certainly been interesting and we're almost home so it's been a lovely way to spend the trip with you so thank you so much for sharing it with us. Again, I hope that this has been informative for you. We would love to hear your feedback. And again, if you think you know a product that is filled with all natural ingredients and all um, ingredients ethical. that have, and ethical ingredients that have not been tested on animals, now please do your research. And if you find a product like that, let us know because I personally am looking for something as well as the yep. as the girls. Wow. We're all looking for it, and we'd like to be able to get it out to everyone. So please jump online at www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. Leave your comments there. Thanks again for joining us and thanks for joining the ripple effect that's changing the world. It's awesome to share it with you. See you next week. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Damien Christoph from The Wellness Guys here. Wow, I tell you what, it's been electric since our first summit came to a close up on the Gold Coast and the wellness community is screaming out for more. Well, get ready because our next summit is coming to Melbourne and we'd love to have you come. The wellness guys, of course, will be there, plus the effervescent Up For A Chat girls, Cindy O'Meara, Kim Morrison and Karen Smith and some super special guests. It'll be 10 hours of powerhouse wellness that you don't want to miss. Simply go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. See you there.